This is Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Apologies to everybody for it being so long, but holidays, such like. Don't know what else is, any other excuses, dentists, doctors, anyway. We're, we're here and there's plenty, Laziness. To, plenty to talk about. <laughs> well, Dundee have their title win, but it wouldn't be Dundee if that was the story, eh? Come on, it's only a couple of days and already it's been overtaken by events. Or or has it, or has it been overtaken by speculation about events? Well, we kind of will try and unpick it all and hope that... Uh, Real news doesn't overtake us as as it often does, but <laughs> as it stands, Dundee are champions. They're going up. Yes, we know that much. And I think they're certainly informed. Eh, it's not speculation. There's, 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 you know, we know that uh, there's every chance that, that Gary Boyer isn't going to be the manager next season, whether that's a case of him getting another job or his own bosses not wanting him to continue. So I think I think we're on safe ground as far as that goes. And Jim, I'll put it to you first. If this wasn't Dundee, like take away all the the sort of stuff that we know, how you know it can be a bit crazy at Dens. They do things their own way. They they are a perpetual news story, aren't they? Is winning the championship for Gary Boyer with the lowest points total that anybody can, you know, you know, there was the one that was curtailed and you know, it's, it's it, you know, the playoffs are a wee bit have, are, are relatively recent, but is, is getting up from the championship by hook or by crook, does that, des, does that deserve him getting another go the following season? Mm. Or do Dundee, are Dundee perfectly within their rights to look a bit deeper and think, well, actually, no, this was a championship that you should have won by a distance mm-hmm. and, we weren't as impressed by what you did as maybe people who are from the outside looking in. Well, it's a subjective notion, Eric, isn't it? You know, I mean, would there be anything in Gary Boyer's contract saying you must win the championship by 25 clear points or by X number of points? I I doubt that very much. I don't know. I'm not part of this this contract, but I doubt that very much. Um, They've blown hot and cold throughout the season. There are times when they've been very good, there have been times when they've been very bad. But the bottom line is they're over the line. Now, they've scraped over the line, um, and they've scraped over the line against teams. I mean, I know that Queen's Park have got Wally Hockey backing him and all the rest of it, who's a multi-squillionaire. But, I mean, I still suspect that Dundee's budget, wage budget, was much bigger. And and certainly in terms of the squad, they looked as though they're a much more... um, complete and deep squad than, than than others did. So you could argue that um they don't think he's done he's done well enough to indicate that he'll do even better. And bear in mind he's he's literally going to have to build a new team. Because I think there's only about is it a minute what is there two, three players left in contract. So he's going to have to build a new team. Now you know whoever comes in or if he stays, much of that might be with the, many of the players that are that, that are there already. We don't know that, but I mean contractual situation at the end is a strange one. Um <clears throat> I think there's a combination of things here. I think that Gary Boyer um maybe sometimes feels he hasn't been as well backed as he might have been. Um comes from from England where m- money's a bit freer and a bit, you know, there's a bit more of it. Um Probably wants back. You know, it's a bigger scene than it probably wants back. And um, and who knows what's going on behind the scenes at Dens where they've looked and perhaps not been happy about it. But I mean, you know, I, I have to say, I thought if they, if, if they didn't come up or if they hadn't won, he, he would have gone. I thought he'd have gone back. Um, 
and I wasn't sure, to be honest, if, if they had one, whether he would stay or not, because I haven't known he's missed the family and all the rest of it. Um, so it, it's a difficult one. My suspicion is he will, you know, is that there'll be a new guy in in charge, whether it's Callum Davidson or whoever. Well, that's my suspicion that that uh, you know, there's very seldom smoke without fire in these these circumstances. You know, so my suspicion is that he will be for whatever reason. And it'll be probably a combination of reasons is that he'll be off, whether it's to Blackpool or wherever, back down closer to the family home and Dundee will be um, bringing a new man in. Yeah, Sean, I mean, over the over the course of the season, I've kind of, you know, we've talked on here and I, I haven't been wholly won over by Gary Boyer. I've, you know, I've always been a bit of a sceptic, but I, what I will say is, I thought he was very good in the last week. I thought he came into his own with his demeanour. You know, he, he he really did sort of. He projected calm. I think that is. I think that is his. That's his thing, isn't it? And I think that was perfect for that last week. Even probably during the dressing room at halftime, I would imagine when there could well have been <coughs> panic. And mm. so he he certainly earned his. Uh, he earned his medal and he earned he, he earned his money when it mm. really mattered, but. Do I was never utterly convinced he was the perfect fit for Dundee, and but and the other caveat is it's a very very hard. I don't think what I don't think how they run. I don't. I just don't. I think it's very hard for a manager, particularly a manager who's used to working. You know, who's an experienced mm-hmm. manager to come in and Dundee just they do things their own way, and it's 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 a tough club. It is a tough tough gig. So I do have sympathy with him in that regard. But I also think Dundee they can they're they're legitimately looking under the bonnet and thinking this is a new this is a, a new chapter, totally different task, as Jim said. They're building a whole squad or well, they won't some mm. of the ones that are out of contract to resign, you know, that's just how it works. But it's it's mm. a it's a big rebuild, whichever way you look at it. They need to get into this quickly. So I can I can understand why they think, you know, say like thanks, handshake. Mm-hmm. Next, what about you, Sean? It's got a bit of the Mickey Mellon feels to me about it. You know, yeah. I know it's it's not it's not the same, but it has that sort of feel to me. They're yeah, kind of dancing I, I, around, aren't they? Now <laughs> that you now that you mention it, yes, yeah, I can see the the parallels um, there. I thought, I mean, to be fair to to Gary Boyer um, on the radio on Saturday. Um, obviously, they won the title on Friday night, but he, he went on Sports Round on Saturday afternoon, and, and he was asked about, you know, the difficulties of, of, of being up here when he's got a family down south and whatever. And, and, and he addressed that, you know, he said it's a, a career decision. You know you're doing it at the start, but, you know, you, you take that decision. But he did go on to say, you know, it's very difficult. I've got a, I've got a young lad, um, you know, who's a toddler, basically, and he's got a granddaughter of a, a sort of similar age as well. That's preparing um, the ground, isn't it? That's the sort of thing managers yeah. start dropping. You know, it's the little breadcrumbs, isn't it? Yeah, it's, the, it, it's certainly... Um, it's it's a problem. It's a problem that anybody who's a parent certainly could put themselves in that position and 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 relate to how difficult that would be, you know. So I think it's a, it's a humanising effort, if you like. Um, and if, I mean, for for that reason alone, um, I mean, you, I, it wouldn't shock me if he went just for that, um, mm-hmm. wanting to be closer to home for that reason. Um, football wise, I mean, we've 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 talked about Dundee all season, and I've I've kind of been pretty mostly unimpressed by them um and you know i've felt that actually they've 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 been a bit of a letdown at times um 
albeit in a very difficult, uh, very competitive league, albeit not one with the with the greatest of quality, but certainly competitive. Um, but they haven't gone out and, and made that league their own um, in the way that perhaps uh, an owner or a managing director might might hope. They have got the job done, so that's fantastic. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's been rumours for, you know, rumours are rumours, but there've been whispers for a little while about, you know, Gary Boyer is he going to go at the end of the season? Since after the transfer window, really, I think yeah. we're, we're talking about as far back as that, aren't we? Aye. So uh, yeah, I mean, my my gut feeling is whether it's Blackpool or whether it's not, and it may well not be. I suspect he's going to go anyway. Um, so uh, I I would imagine you know. Could be as soon as this time next week. You know, we're, we're talking about a Dundee with with a new manager um, already. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but Boyer, he got the job done, um, and I suppose it's. Uh, I'm going to try not to eulogise him quite yet because he is um, he is still there, but I do get the feeling that he's uh, he's not long for it. <laughs> uh, so Jim, okay, right. I know, and it does feel. I know we like to work, and uh, you know you like to get past one hurdle before you tackle mm-hmm. the next. But this is, you know, the way the media works, and the way social media and fans and everything. We don't really. We kind of we're already at a further stage where people are talking about his successor before he's gone, and Sean kind of touching it there. It, mm-hmm. it is a bit uncomfortable doing that. Hey, apart from the fact it, they could all turn around, you know, here's your new two-year mm-hmm. contract, Gary. Go know, sort yeah. us out. But then, okay, then we'll look about. And then we all look know, daft. We all look daft. But no, we're going by what they're saying, what we're hearing. I mean, John Nels. Let's not kid ourselves. John Nels's interview after the game was mm-hmm. as evasive as you could mm-hmm. possibly get. So that was. You know, I've seen some ringing endorsements of managers and, that you know, wasn't one of he's them. our man type thing. That was <laughs> far removed from that. So, you know, we're not just we're not just plucking these things out of thin air. So, you know, he had his chance to say, yeah, Gary's our man. We'll be getting that sorted. He's going to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. It didn't happen. So at the risk of uh, being terribly presumptuous, does Callum Davidson feel like a good fit for Dundee to you, Jim? Well, um, the, 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 the problem, and I hate starting, you know, starting to answer with the words "the problem" because it immediately <laughs> suggests that you don't think he's the right fit. But I mean, the, the, the problem is is what happened to Callum um, at St Johnston. I mean, from an incredible double cup winning, um, you know, period for a well for a fair old time, the club went into free fall, and and it's arguable. You know, I mean, at the moment they've pulled themselves uh, around pretty well, as as we saw on Saturday. Um, they look to they look a wee bit reborn actually in terms of kind of just you know physical mental approach to the game, but they just went into free fall, and and people will be questioning why that is. You know, w- w- what happened, and if that's the case, they'll be they'll be wondering why if he couldn't succeed at Saints, can he do it at Dundee when he's going to have to entirely uh, build a squad. Um, Will will the Bernanda football he plays excite Dundee fans? If it's him, um, who knows? I mean, Dundee fans I've spoken to um, 
are not enthused, I think it's fair to say. But that's the nature of football. I mean, look at Jim Goodwin. You know, I mean, United fans, United fans are ready to, you know, go down to Tannadice with a, with a lunch posse when when it was announced that United were were, were bringing Jim Jim Goodwin in. And and I mean, apart from Saturday, you know, it, it's it's and, and even on Saturday, I thought they played actually very well for parts of the game. It, it's turned out, it's turned out to be a, a, a pretty astute move. And that, that's the issue with football. You just don't know. You know, I, I mean. There could be a hundred and one reasons that, that Callum Davidson went uh, went off the boil uh, at Saints. I mean, it just struck me as bizarre that you know this cup, this double cup winning team, uh, a feat unlikely to be repeated by by Saints or any other Scottish team outside of Celtic Rangers in the foreseeable future, um, just suddenly went off the boil. But you know, tactically, he got a doing from fans. He didn't think he motivated. Didn't think he kind of had the dressing room. Um, that, that's the nature of the beast. But I mean, you know, bluntly, is it going down well with fans? There's quite a few. D fans live quite close to me. Uh, I was at running yesterday and I met a few of them and no, they're not enthused by it at all. Yeah, Sean, it's the connection is obvious, the Gordon Strachan connection. I'm not they're not they're not like master and apprentice, but you know, Cal uh, I think I'm pretty sure Callum was the last coach that uh Gordon Strachan brought in before before it <coughs> finished for him at Scotland. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's right. And yeah, they they do Mm. They do have a lot of, uh, you know, respect and all the rest of it. I think and, yeah. you know, Gordon Strachan rates Callum highly and Callum speaks well of uh, Gordon Strachan. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who. I mean, you start off with these ones and you think, well, well, I've asked Jim the question, you know, is he a good fit for Dundee? And then you think, you go through them all and you think, well, who's a good fit for a club that's going to have a huge squad to rebuild. Yeah. That's the question. It's going to go up. We don't know what sort of money there's going to be there. We really don't know if, you know, what, yes, we know the roles of people there, but it's Gordon Strachan. How hands-on was he with Gary Boy? You know, there's a, there's a lot of mystery about Dundee, isn't there? It's, and still, and I mean, even after all these years, there's still a lot of mystery as to how hard it is for a manager, head coach, to do their job at Dens. So, you know, Callum only knows one club in terms of being a manager and in terms of running a club, it's absolutely polar opposite to Dundee, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's it's a very particular and very wide-ranging sort of job. I'm, I mean, how can it be particular and wide-ranging at the same time? I suppose <laughs> wide-ranging is, is what I'm getting at, more so. <laughs> I mean, it's particularly it's, it's, wide ranging. Yes, it <laughs> is particularly so. Yeah. Um, aye. I mean, it's this. It's the scale of it potentially in terms of the rebuild that you're looking yeah. at first. That's the first. Right, someday, you know, couldn't it? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Right, yeah. Of course. I mean, you're. I mean, this is. We we um, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> We, we we hear whispers that this has been something of a bugbear of Gary Boyer's that they, they, they haven't been able to to properly start discussing mm-hmm. contracts with with people uh, at Dundee and that John Nelms came out and addressed that afterwards and said no that was a strategic decision oh, that we madness. took. Madness! Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure what the strategy is. I mean, beyond <laughs> you know, we'll see what league we're in first. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it does put you um, it, it does put you behind the behind the curve a little bit. Um, because as Gary Boyer again has touched on, you know, up here when you when you're in at the last six months of your contract, you are obviously eligible to go and 
to go and speak to other clubs and, mm-hmm. and commit yourself elsewhere uh, if you wish to. Um, and that may well be the case with, with, with a couple of them. Maybe we just haven't found out yet, you know. Um, the fact that Gary Boyer was mentioning it is possibly telling, but, but I suspect we'll find out soon enough if it is. Um, but, but what it means effectively is that, that, that whoever is there, and again, you know, it might be Gary Boyer. I don't think so, but it might be. But whether it's him or not, whoever is in that job is going to have one hell of a rebuild to get through before they even think about, you know, tackling matches uh, in the Premiership next season. Um, so, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it, it is a huge. It looks a huge job on paper, absolutely massive, and 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 probably the kind of job that in the modern game increasingly you're finding clubs are kind of separating out the responsibility for mm-hmm. you know the recruitment side of things from from the head coach if yeah. you like the manager um in this case i mean is it all going to fall on this manager's shoulders because well, that's i mean thanks sean i think if you i don't know you take keep take this point on because I think it's a it's an absolutely crucial one. When, what is what is Strachan's title these days? I can't even it's remember. Sporting director. Right, okay. He needs to be a proper I don't know, you know what I mean? He needs to be an all singing, all dancing sporting director. Full time yeah. one. You mm-hmm. know? When the, this is a like you say, this is a huge, huge job. So I can see I can see working for for Callum or anybody mm-hmm. of a Callum's type mm-hmm. if if he's got Somebody that's if the backend's there, yeah, yeah. If the backend's there, but if if he's if Strachan's just kind of this half in half out, <coughs> not quite sure is he full time, is he part time? If he's if that's his gig, then no, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't personally. If if I was yeah Callum or somebody of Callum's type who's coming out of a job where yeah, might say although no. be he was hugely successful, mm-hmm. you know the part of company for the reasons that his last team was struggling. This is mm. a huge, huge appointment, a huge, huge job for it's him, a big his job, next yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Would, it, would I be taking on Dundee in those circumstances? No, you, you would, sure. I guess you would be looking for, for assurances along along those lines because as you say, you know, you've, 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 you've been sacked from, from one job Um if you if you go the same way in the next one, then I mean, where do you where do you then end up if you're mm-hmm. if you're going to pursue management rather than coaching? You know, uh, you're going to end up a fair way down the ladder uh, for your next one. Um, so yeah, it is very very important. Um, and we've I mean, it's <laughs> Callum Davidson's coaching ability is obviously rated by people who know a lot more about the technical aspects of football than I do. Okay, I mean Gordon Strachan, whatever you think of him, clearly mm-hmm. is one of those people, um, and he is he, he rates Callum Davidson as a coach quite clearly, uh, given that he he brought him into the Scotland setup when when he was manager there. That was when Callum was assistant to Tommy Wright, I think, um, at St Johnston, and then uh, moonlighting as a as a coach in the Scotland setup as well. <laughs> um, so clearly, he's a fan. Strachan is a fan. Um, and in the first season, when he was at St Johnston as manager, we did see the positive sides mm-hmm. of his ability as a coach, because the, the the team that he put together, 
I mean, that was that was clearly they had they had the right players in the right places. They were they were athletic enough and all that. All those boxes were ticked, but that that team was was a tactical success as well. Um, so that side of the of the job is something that Cam Davidson can do, but what it relies on is having the right sort of players there. So if, as you say, you know Gordon Strachan is is, is completely on board here and, and his job will be to, to kind of facilitate um, bringing the right players in for a head coach, you know, and, and I don't think we've really seen any evidence that that's the case so far. So I think it would, it would require something of a change in order for that to happen. But I mean, if that is the case and the thinking between a Gordon Strachan or whoever's in that position and Callum Davidson is joined up and they're on the same page and they're looking for the same things, then it, it could be a success. Um, but if if it's all going to be left up to, for instance, Callum Davidson, if he's coming in to do the scouting or, or the, the recruitment, all of that stuff on top of coaching a team, I think it's a huge, huge ask for anyone. I think it's very, very difficult. So um, it, it, it's it's a fascinating one. And as you say, if you're if you're a coach in Calm Davidson's position, you you'd probably be thinking very carefully about it. Yeah, Jim, you're our Gordon Strachan correspondent. You know, you you, you and him are, are, are tight as. How close? How close to full time is he? How close to full time is he? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a it's a full time role as such. I mean, I know, I know he has a flat in the city. The club provide him a flat in the city and things like that. And he, he takes a bit of coaching, I think, with the kids and things like that. I mean, it's it's, it's almost difficult to tell. I mean, I'm. I, I'm actually less sure the director of sport role than than ever. I mean, I think, you know, I've kind of I'm, I've tended towards a view in recent times that I think I've probably written about this. In fact, that Celtic and Rangers understand it. Hearts, maybe everybody. I, I'm not sure when you get to United and Motherwell and Saints and clubs of that size that you need it. I mean, I, I, I think you're actually going to see this with United. I think United are moving back to the kind of old traditional manager role. And, you know, you, you might well have, I, I don't know, Luigi Capuano, who's the, 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 the chief exec now, you know, might throw in, well, listen, here, this guy's available, that guy's available. I think you're, you know, I, th- I, I think it's a kind of, as opposed to that kind of binary, there you are, you're the coach, boom, I'm a director of football. I think it'll be a mishmash kind of thing. I mean, Strachan's got, you know, I mean, he's got all sorts of contacts in football. So does Davidson. I mean, you know, Callum's between his time in Scottish football, his, his spell south of the border, they've both got very good. I mean, look, see if you looked at the positive side of this. I mean, you know, we're working on informed, uninformed speculation here. <laughs> Gary Boyer might, might be the manager for the next three three seasons. He might not. It might be Callum Davidson. It might not. But, if it goes as we think it might, that, that Gary wants to go for various reasons, ends up back south for the family and all the rest of it, and Callum uh, ends up shipping into Dens, then, you know, Sean's already said it. I mean, he, he's, he's he's proven tactically previously. You, know, two, you don't win two cups with not having something about you. So he's got something about him. Um, he's got to relocate that. Uh, you know, there'll be many reasons why things went off the boil at St. Johnston, and they will not all be down to him. Um, it happens at other clubs. So... If you look on the positive side of things, coming in and starting with a clean slate could potentially be a very good thing because you build absolutely in your own image. You build you build the club you want. 
and, and, and it, who, who knows? You know, listen, we know what football is like. It may well be that a lot of this, a lot of backroom dealing has already gone on, and you know things have things have been agreed, mm-hmm. and players have been identified, and all the rest of it. But you know, again, we're, we're having to speculate in the absence of kind of absolutely informed information here. But <clears throat> even if that's not the case, and it is that they're going to go for Callum and, and Gordon Strachan between them, then <clears throat> um, you, you, you ask yourself the following questions: How attractive a club are Dundee? What kind of market are you are you are you working in? What kind of players can you attract? These now, are the questions he's asking him. He should be asking himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the the, the 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 truth of the matter, I think, is is unless Tim Keys and John Nelms are suddenly going to double the budget, and Dundee have always been a good paying club. They've always paid well. They would have been, I'd imagine, the best pairs in the um, uh, the Premiership and the, well, the, they've the, the championship. To be fair, to them, beyond, up and up until Boyer as well. Yeah. I mean, they've they've certainly backed managers when they've been yes. in the top flight and actually in the championship as well. So they, they've they've done that too. That, that, that's right. Uh, um, so I mean, I, I, they're not a kind of higher. I mean, I always thought they could have given James McPake the way it worked to another couple of games, you know. But but that, that that's but that's they gave him plenty the of chances. Yeah, they had the choice. They had they yeah. had the. They had a tough choice to make, and you know, and it's easy for us to sit here and, and pontificate and all the rest. That none of us, as journalists, you know, we have more insight into a club than than, than the average fan, and that's not blowing smoke up our own backsides. That's simply the nature of the job we do and the contacts we built up over the years. But we still don't know everything, and, and and you don't always know the personal relationships, the financial situation, and a million and one other things that go in at a club. So at the moment, um, you, you think to yourself, okay, unless Dundee are going to kind of bang the wages up. The truth of the matter is, Dundee are in the kind of market. That St. Johnson are in, that Motherwell are in, that Kilmarnock are in. Uh, um, arguably, if Dundee United come up, because I don't think United will be paying anything like the wages they've been paying this season if they stay in the Premiership for next season. So you, you, you're, you're into kind of bottom six wage territory. Then it becomes about, you know, do I fancy the club? What are the training facilities like? Um, what kind of club are they? Is it a support that gets on your back? Do I want to play for that manager? Gordon Strachan's there. Is that a big draw? You know, there's all of these things that will come into it, you know. But ultimately, mainly what will come into it is the money. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, professional players are playing for money. It's, you know, they're, they're, they're hired gladiators, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, one, it's one of the things we don't like to think about as football fans. Ultimately, as fans of a football club, we hire, we hire paid gladiators to battle on our behalf, you know, and we hope that they're professional enough to actually wear that shirt with a bit of pride and a bit of passion. Um, and most of them do, in fairness. Um, so you've got to think, there's all of these things in, in the mix here. Um, who you know? How much has been done at this stage? Is anything in the planning? Because really, if you're starting from scratch, it could be positively a very good thing. You've got a completely blank canvas to paint on, but you've got to get your shift into you've got to get your kind of shift into gear. Um, they need to get them in early. Whoever you've got to get them in early. Uh, you know, otherwise you're go, you're going to miss. I mean, there's a lot of players. You know, players that are really confident. Not about they sometimes overly so with their agents. Will hang on, hang on. Think there's a better offer around the corner. Quite often, the smart ones will take not the first one that comes up, but the first decent one. In a modern climate, where a lot of guys are working on you know year to year con or season to season contracts, you couldn't blend them. So you know, you you would want this if if Gary Boyer is to leave and they're bringing someone else in, whether it's Callum Davidson or not, you'd want that to be done. I, I think Sean's right. You'd want it to be done in the next week or so uh, to make right. sure you can then start. I mean, the championship season is finished. Um, there's still a bit to go with premiership players and all the rest of it. So you want as quickly as possible to be nailing down the players that you want to bring in, or at least some of them. Well, I will say before before we move on, Sean, and I don't know, I mean, I know social media and fans, the, the fans that Jim speaks to, and everything's mm-hmm. so recent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But... I don't think uh, I don't think Dundee fans should be getting too snobby. I mean, 
if, if, who would who would they take? So they would, Dundee they would, fans if, and if snobby. Take, that's not. If they would take, if they would take, if they would take Jack Ross, Robbie mm-hmm. Nielsen, Gary Boyer. None of these managers have done what Callum Davidson's done. So these these are these are facts. You know, Callum Davidson has won a double that will that only mm. no, Alec Ferguson can, yeah. can 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 yeah. can be in that conversation. So er- 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 you er- know, er- I don't I don't I don't know which 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 managers what level they think with everything that we've spoken about in terms oh. of a total rebuild. You know, Nelms, <laughs> Keys, Strachan, all the sort of thing, the volatility, the volatility of the club, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I really don't know who they would expect to attract, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, go on, Jim. I mean, who who are they? Who well, are they I mean, suggesting? Well, you know? I mean, Eric, it's not, it's not just who you would attract; it's who will who'll take it. I mean, some of the well, names, yeah, you yeah, exactly. You know, some of the names you mentioned there. I mean, a lot of guys will look at Dundee, and I mean, I mean, I, I found this in the BBC. I mean, I'm a few years away from the Beeb now as a full timer, but one of the things that dawned on me is that there's a generational thing at play here. You know, I mean, guys of my vintage still tend to regard Dundee as a big club. But it dawned on me, you know, quite late on that a lot of my kind of 20-something colleagues and even one or two were kind of hitting their early 30s regarded Dundee as a Patrick Thistle or a Dunfermline. Now, you know, oh, to me, yeah. they're, still a, they're still a club with a big, big... I mean, we've seen that nine years ago. They pulled at 10,000 when they beat Dumbarton to come back up. There's 6,800 at their week. They've still got great potential. I mean, they're still... Well, they're still arguably the seventh biggest supporter club in the country, just after United. I mean, I, 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 you know, I've sent a... A guy I know just along the road from me, a Dundee fan, was having a blur room. I was at running yesterday. I still believe that Dundee, given two or three years of, of really good success, let's say a Dundee being in the top six in the Premier League for the, for the next three years, you know, on the bounce, and United being in the bottom six and struggling, I don't think it would take that long before Dundee were pretty much matching United at the gates. There's still not a vast amount between. They've lost a couple of generations, mm-hmm. but they had them. You know, even going back thirty odd years when they've been they've been, they've been losing it over a lot time, they still have a, a big big chunk of kind of a diaspora as I put it. You know, wanting to be attracted back to Dens, but that still doesn't mean to say that they are, are a great attraction for a lot of managers. And also, you've got to kind of think of the the whole history of the club. Where people want to come and work at a club that's been to some extent, to your club. They'll be asking themselves, how much say do you get at the club? Do you get full backing? You know, if, if you've got, a, you know, for, for some older managers, a guy like Gordon Strachan being there in the background can actually be off-putting. You know, they might, I mean, it was kind of like the Tony Asgard things when people used to talk about when Tony Asgard was here, a kind of managerial structure I had with the coach. You know, if you were a young coach like Liam Fox or, or Tam Courts, and you were happy to work with that system. Older managers, not so much. You know, I mean, I remember talking to John Hughes and John John wouldn't have worked with it. You know, various managers of that vintage wouldn't have worked with it. Billy Dodds or something like that. You know, there's a lot of people who will not work in certain circumstances, you know. Um, unless, of course, you make the offer sufficiently attractive financially and, and, and guaranteed-wise with a contract. So, I mean, I think it's all up in the air at the moment, Eric, I think. You know, I mean, it's not just a case of who would they go for. It's who, you know, who might be attracted to it. Yeah, well, I, I suspect so. So we're going to revisit it when, when the, if and when there is a new manager, and then we can properly pick it apart. But at the minute, it's yeah. Listen, congratulations to Dundee to getting for getting up. But yeah, you don't get a long honeymoon these days, do you? You get the weekend to parade the trophy, and then then the well, divorce comes. All of a sudden, it's uh, it's on to the next news story. But such as such as football, mm. right, Sean? Mm. St Johnston, Dundee United. Mm. Oh yeah, I think uh, St Johnston. I wasn't. I'll, I'll put my. I'll. I'll be a bit. I'll be slightly uh, 
vindicated by this. I I thought the fixture list was was absolutely fine for St Johnson. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't I wasn't over. That was the same. You know, you could you could see a bad you could see a bad case scenario, but I think there was there was too many St Johnson fans kind of saw saw that first fixture as as a really bad time to get United. Myself, I I thought it was an it was a decent time to get them purely mm-hmm. because they were the, 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 yes they had momentum, but that two week break, I did feel that their form was. Not exaggerated, but you know they mm. weren't putting teams away convincingly. There was, you know, there was a bit of good fortune in the three wins. Yes, they were better. It was a closer mm. game than it was always going to be a closer game than maybe some perhaps thought. Um, so they're off and running. And what was your take on the game and in, in it and its in itself? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, in terms of the fixtures, just briefly. I mean, I I was the same. I I, I was reasonably happy with it. Um, I think my my concern was less United and more, you know, the 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 trip to Kilmarnock. Given yeah, the, that's just unfair the down yeah. there. But um, anyhow, um, beyond that, I I did have uh, bad vibes in the week leading up to the game. I must admit, um, <laughs> you, had bad, from, you had bad vibes when you saw but, the team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but in the whole week leading up to it, I was kind of a bit concerned, a wee bit nervy, shall we say? Um, I did think that. Um, probably catching United at the wrong time. Um, I did think, that, as you say, they had momentum um, and I was concerned that, albeit that St. Johnson's performance against Hibs previously was an improved one uh, from where they'd been before. They'd shown a lot more guts in that game and it was a lot a lot easier to get behind them, you know. So uh, uh, that was a positive, but I still just felt that United, I felt they'd probably <clears throat> turned a corner and I was concerned that, that they would... Uh, they would continue um, with that run of form that they'd been on and, and, and make it extremely, extremely nervous, nervy for St. Johnston going forward. But um, it wasn't to be. Uh, and, yeah, as you say, I looked at the team and thought, oh, crikey, um, you know, Graham Carey's back in. That was the uh, one, of, one of the ones that you kind of worry about because... You know, we've we've spoken about this before. He, he he hasn't been he hasn't been brilliant all season, and he's had he's had quite a few poorer performances, um, I would say. But credit to him, uh, I thought he came in and did well, um, and actually on a few occasions did brilliantly, um, and then at the end did brilliantly, and then. Maybe just let himself down a bit instead of finding Rudden in the middle way across. He opted to have a shot um, from a very, very narrow angle uh, uh, quite late on. But beyond that, he, he was very good. And actually, St. Johnston over over the piece were, were good enough to get the job done. I think in the end, it ended up being um, a lot tighter feeling than, than it probably needed to be. And I think that, 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 that game turning in that sense for United in their favour uh, probably coincided with with Stevie May going off the park. I think mm-hmm. um, because at that point, I think St Johnson kind of lost. There's a lot lost of bad decisions the last ten minutes for Saints, weren't there? Yeah, you know, yeah, they, they were. Shooting. I think again, that's probably the product of of nervous nervousness. Shooting and crossing know? when they shouldn't. You know, there wasn't wasn't yeah. wasn't the most streetwise last ten minutes. No, they didn't manage it particularly team. brilliantly. Um, but I do think that 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 you know United with ten men. Um, they kind of took the took control of the game toward, uh, towards the end of it, albeit you know, and they, and they did hit the bar actually. So mm. uh, in the end, there was there's an element of fortune to St Johnson coming away with the three points there. But um, as I say, I, I do think that turn 
coincided with Stevie May going off because the, the the out ball that he gives with his the amount of running that he does and 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 he is very very good on the ball, Stevie as well. He looks after it well, um, and you know, not perhaps not the the the, the master at winning free kicks as Chris Kane was, but. Uh, he certainly, he usually manages to hold it up and find a teammate anyway. So I think we lost that when he went off. Um, Theo Bear again demonstrated that he is not that player. Um, and Zach Rudden, when he came on, I thought showed a little, a little enough to suggest that he could be with a bit more, more development. With, yeah, yeah. More to go with. Um, so. Aye, uh, over the piece, you're delighted with the three points because, you know, to, to put that daylight between yourselves, between St Johnson and United, and then obviously the, the, the teams below, uh, and it's very, very tight there now. Um, I think United just one point ahead of, ahead of like, say, Kilmarnock and North County. Is that right? Just one point, I think. Um, yeah. And St Johnson are five ahead of United, now six ahead of the rest. So that was a, a, a big, big three points. Um, and again, uh, I mean, a continuation of a St. Johnson side that looked, other than the last 10 minutes, far more aggressive and far more equipped for a, a battle at the bottom of the league. Yeah, well, Jim, I'll, I think I'll, I'm, I came to United with, with fresh eyes, having last seen mm-hmm. them when Saints played United and you were the same with, with Saints. So we'll go with you first. Well, I don't know what you were expecting and did you did you see what you expected out at St. Johnston? Um, I, I thought it was, it was two things. I thought physically they looked really up for it and I thought mentally they, they, they were really, really confident. I, thought it was a, I actually thought it was a very good game. I mean, I thought they, open, they, wasn't they, it? Know, yeah. it, it was kind of end-to-end stuff. Both sides were determined to have a go. Um uh, United actually started very brightly, I thought, and and, and Sean Sean's right. I mean, they, they could have, you know, they could have taken a, a a point when Fletcher hit the bar late on. It was a it was a fine shot and all the rest of it. But I mean, by and large, I thought um, there were a lot of quite intriguing things that came out of it. Saints, you know, what, what, what do you say about Stevie May? Because he gives you that out ball, as you put it, Sean. He just he holds it up so well. You can't get it off him. He brings people in. He's still got a bit of pace about him. He's not the quickest. He's not a flying machine. But when he's on the gallop, he's got a wee bit. And he'll take in areas where, you know, um, he, he waits on support to arrive and all the rest of it. United you know, you fans really don't rate him, do they? Oh, he also, I think, I mean, I, 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 I thought, you know, when you, when you saw the kind of, you know, the, the way that the two teams lined up, um, I thought it, it was quite intriguing that, you know, the battle was always, I think, going to be in the midfield, who kind of dominated the midfield. Uh, and I think Kerry got a fine game. I thought, you know, that Halberg, McPherson kind of um, were lively. United midfield was fine. I mean, you, but you'd kind of, Niskan and Behitch, you know, playing in those wide roles, but I think still too detached from Fletcher. Yeah, they started you well, know, but then... Started then well, and then, you're right. I, I mean, Nisk, you know, I want to like Niskan as a player. I think there's a lot to like about the boy. He's energetic, he's quick. He, he, it, he's quick. He, 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 you know, he drives. But I, I still think, you know, uh, when, I mean, I, I saw, I'm trying to remember who it was, one of the fan sites um, uh, on Twitter, who he's very good with his analysis of the game. And uh, uh, forgive me, I can't remember the, the, the lad's name, but I'll give, give him a mention otherwise. I will do the next time. But he did a wee synopsis of the game it's yesterday. Not Alan Temple, is it? He's good. rubbish with his analysis. No, it wasn't attempts, you know, it wasn't him. I mean, it was, just, it was one, of, one of the fans, it was very, United fans, it was very good. And um, one of the things he mentioned was, you know, the quality of crossing. 
from United, and it tended to be floated crosses. Um, and, and and I think that's that's that, that's a bane for a lot of managers, and a bane for a bane for a lot of strikers. You know, you you want the ball whipped in, you want the ball kind of in with pace and all the rest of it, as opposed to that floated ball, which gives the defenders time to adjust their feet and uh, you know and, and and face it and all the rest of it. That was only one of the things. I mean, I thought um, you know BH and this kind of have both got pace, but I think in terms of the kind of quality of cross that you were getting, it wasn't sufficient for Fletcher. They were a wee bit too distant from Fletcher. And although Fletcher and May are playing similar types of role, I thought support arrived for May more quickly than it did for United. And maybe that's because, bluntly, um, the, the type of midfielders that, that the, the Saints have got had, you know, are a wee bit kind of quicker, just a wee bit more, not alert, but just, you know, have that wee bit extra pace. But I mean, I thought by, it was difficult, I thought, on the day to be critical of either either side. I thought, you know, it was absolute commitment, which is the least you'd expect. Both sides, I mean, I think United, um, the tempo and energy under Jim Goodwin is, is, is remarkable by comparison to what it was previously. Um on the day, I, I thought they were unfortunate. I mean, the Mulgrew sending off certainly didn't help. Um, I, w- I see they're not going to appeal it, and I wouldn't argue it either. I mean, undoubtedly, as he went for it, he knew that, you know, it was Halberg, wasn't it, he, he brought mm-hmm. down, you know. He knew that Halberg had a yeah. pace. You could see that quite quickly. He, he, he just allowed that wee gap to develop, not criticising him. It's very difficult in that situation. And he knew he wasn't going to make up the ground. Um, uh, and you, you could, it was quite cute, but not cute enough. You know, I mean, pre-VAR, he might have got away. I don't know, you know. But um, I, I yeah. actually thought, well, watching it at the time, Jim, mm. I, I was sat over at the opposite side to where the TV mm-hmm. cameras are. Uh, but from where I was, and other people around me were in the same boat. Yeah. We, we were quite in line with it, really. But I, I yeah. honestly thought that that, that was going to go to VAR and it would get downgraded to yeah, hell. And, and didn't. I mean, the leg went up, Sean. I watched it again about yeah. three or four times last night on the replay. And, and the leg, that's why I say it was quite cute. He made the tackle, mm-hmm. didn't look that bad, but suddenly the, the leg kind of snuck up and just and, and took yeah. Halberg around about the waist. It was a Sometimes he'd have got away with it, other times he wouldn't have, you know. Um, I, I thought, yeah, I kind of thought you knew by Charlie's demeanour. He thought, I've been caught here. Oh, it's his know? worst nightmare, something <clears> like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where he's going to get exposed all day long now, that, that, even by. Yeah. Melka Halberg, who is no sprinter, you know. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But Hal- was... Halberg, I must admit, I think Halberg's quicker than we give him credit for. Eric, I have to say, he's quicker he's than not, Charlie Mulgrew. Yes, well, he, and he, he, he was always going to be in that situation, you know. Um, but I mean, by and large, I, I found it hard to be critical uh, of either side. You don't go to the games to try to be critical. I mean, I thought both sides gave everything they had. United came close with that crack off the bar. Um, they played uh, some good stuff. I mean, it was quite intriguing because I, I was sitting with Stephanie Daly from STV, and I was sitting. Right, it was sitting with the Saints subs, obviously. I was sitting right behind Nicky Clark, and the, the, there was one, there was there was one pretty bad miss where I did say, "I'm you're putting that away," you know. And he he, he was generally I disagreed with you. Uh, I was, yeah. disagreed with you. Well, but, um, we'll wait and see if he can be back before yeah. the end of the season. Uh, well, Sean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the beauty of this for me, for, for as far as Saints are concerned, you, you're not going to want to do it this way, but. You, they can eke this out with a couple of points. Should it be that way? Shouldn't it? You know that is a that was denying United three points, taking mm-hmm. three points off them. I think they're probably only a couple of points away from it now. Would you agree? A win absolutely yeah, seals win, it, win, but seal. you yeah. could probably a couple of draws would probably do it as well. I think uh, it probably would. Yeah, um, I, I I think everybody would 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 far prefer the former. Um, just to. You can put it to bed on Saturday. Let's, they I mean, could they put could. it to bed on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that would and 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 looking at it now, you know, off the back of the two performances against Hibs and Dundee United, you know, at at, at this point, 
you look at it and you think, well, you'd give them a chance now. Yeah, um, even with Van Bean. I mean, that was a big yeah. one for Motherwell. They probably thought that mm-hmm. was their one game, win that they needed last Saturday. Mm-hmm. They got it. And who would who yeah. would have thought that the prospect of three home games in a row for St. Johnson would, would keep them up a few weeks ago? You would have said <laughs> they'd have been better off playing away from home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, having, having seen what we've seen over the last two games, um, uh, you, you would now give them a chance, whereas, whereas before... Uh, I would have been very sceptical about it. Um, so every every chance, as you say. Um, I thought, um, I mean, we're talking about Van Veen. Obviously, he's going to be uh, at McDermott Park on the, the weekend for Motherwell. He's obviously flying. Um, but uh, Liam Gordon's been reasonable. The last back two, two been I think good. He's, the back he's coming. two, without wanting to jinx yeah. it, the back two have been good, you know. Yeah, Considine and, and, and Gordon have, have been very good in the last few games. Uh, last couple, sorry. Um, so, in that sense, you know, you look at Van Veen and you know, give them a chance at, at, at trying to shackle them, certainly. Um, Fletcher, uh, he's a very, very difficult one to shackle in the sense that he's just that big and he's that, he's that good in the air um, that he, he basically wins everything. Pretty much everything that's that's pinged towards him uh, at head height, he's going to win it, um, which he did. Uh, but then, you know, I think beyond that, uh, he was marshalled pretty well. Um, so yeah, uh, Motherwell a win would be would be very nice, and I think that would probably that would be that would that would give St Johnston a. a I'm trying to think with the right word. It's not. It, it, it would give them a sense of of, of <sighs> comforts too much. It wouldn't. It's a big security blanket, nervous, isn't it? You know, it's it's a wee bit of a security yeah. blanket. Yeah, it would it would it would it would be a cause to relax a little bit. But until it's done, yeah, they're still going to be nervy just because just because of what we've we've seen all season and 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 actually last season as well. It's been uh, stressful, stressful time. Mm. And uh, until it's until it's completely confirmed that we're definitely going to be in the Premier League next season, I'll probably continue <laughs> to stress out. Well, <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, the bottom six does lend itself to to making up ground more than the, the top six, obviously, because they're playing poorer poorer teams. You're not playing Celtic and Rangers, so I would it can it 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 can switch again quickly. But on the other the other side of the coin is Jim that because there's three teams below them all. Mm-hmm. Are, Either five or six, there's all you know. There's a lot of games between them, you know. So and the other three, te- the other three teams haven't played each other yet. So there's they can't they are, they can't all win every week no. is what I'm no. trying to say. So you know they'll <clears throat> soon you know they'll soon run out of games. But so Saints are in a very strong position basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the, the the big issue. I mean, listen, I think Saints are safe. I mean, I don't think they're going to squander a six point lead over the bottom place of Ross County, and and I don't think they're going to squander five over United and Kilmarnock. You know, so I mean, I I I can't see them being other than safe now. I mean, I think there's a there's a there's a freshness about the squad. There's a a renewed hunger and a renewed zest for the game. I thought you know there was all of that um, and more um, uh, at the weekend. I so I hadn't seen them for a wee while. Um, from United's perspective, I mean, the key, the key thing simply is to avoid obviously being bottom when you go down automatically. But the key thing also is to avoid um, ending up in second place because although the balance of the advantage lies with the Premiership side and the way the playoffs structured, 
you know, what the, the championship sides have got to go through and extra games and all the rest of it. Um, and theoretically, extra quality the premiership side should have. It, it doesn't always work like that, you know. So um, that that was a that was a massive blow for United on, on Saturday. I mean, a win, particularly by Ross County. Um, on oh, the, stake, the stakes we're, we're, on Saturday. I mean, that's, made, and oh, that's what a... What a pressure match! I mean, yeah. that's even, that's got even more pressure to it than than the Saints United one. Oh, I think so. You know, I mean, the yeah, weekend. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it becomes a, it becomes. Um, I hesitate to say a must win. I mean, it's not necessarily a must win, but it's not far off it. So must um, not lose. Uh, no, well, that's right. Uh, and I think uh, you know, you, you, this is when you get into this kind of situation. And United, I mean, United are going into the Saints game with what three wins in a bounce. So, you know, and, and I thought there was a lot to be pleased about. There wasn't much to be pleased about in the goal. I mean, not only did uh, Liam Gordon kind of, you know, knock it down, he pretty, pretty much laid it on for himself, didn't he? There was a couple of stars. Shouldn't be having that when you're for, no, for I mean, a centre half. Oh, well, it's a mismatch two, for two, starters. I mean, two. he was marked. He was marked by two guys that he was that, that were giving him six inches. You know, um, but uh, you know that, that that that's the kind of thing that can that can just kill you. Uh, and Ross County are quite they're physically pretty strong. You know, so. I think this now comes down to. I, th- I thought there was plenty of appetite from United. You couldn't knock that. Physically, they're fit. I think now it, it's about absolute maximum concentration levels. And you you that's touched one this of the things that goes. Jim, can we, go, can we go back to a point you made that I was wanting to pick up mm. on? And me watching United, I, I thought this is where. They failed. And I don't know if they'd. I don't know if they've been better at this, but it's where they failed when Saints played United the last time. And. The likes of McGrath and Harks and 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 the wide players you're talking about, they're not getting close enough to Fletcher. What's the point in playing balls up to him if they're not going to pick up? No, now, it, I'm, I'm, you know, Alan Temple, he, he said to me that they were getting better at that, but mm-hmm. I, I saw no, I saw little evidence of it on, on Saturday. And that, that's a big worry. And I, can't, well, I, can't, I don't understand that. I, I don't did, understand that. I like Sean knows. Yeah, yeah. Sean says, you know, he's gonna he's <clears> gonna <throat> get ninety percent of the ball. <clears> so you've got to be in and around him. And <clears> I mean, without going over all ground, I mean, if he had some, if he had a, a semi competent strike partner, United would be would like be Nicky Clark. You mean they are? Oh, <laughs> well, just somebody to float yeah, around I mean, and think no, that. It's... Yeah, I'll have some of that. But. They've got to. They've got to gamble more, haven't they? Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know, the, the, there's little point going over old ground now. But there are three things that, that have led United to, to to being in this place. I think one was, and and, and he's improved. The goalie was good on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, Birgitte has improved hugely, no doubt about that. But you know, in the window, they they, they should have hired a, a goalie that, that you know that, that was much more secure. Uh, for that intervening period, they needed a creative midfielder, and they, I mean, for all I think, Sybil's done a smashing job in all that. I don't think you know that they, they, they really had the kind of creative midfielder that would thread the passes and find the the killer passes and all the rest of it. And they needed somebody to play alongside Fletcher. Now that's all very well seeing that the January window we know is difficult to get, so they they really got none of these. Um, and I think that's led them to the position. The last couple of games I saw them, I thought they were, you know, they were that wee bit kind of uh, better in terms of being closer, linking closer to to Fletcher. Um, but on, on Saturday, th- th- that just didn't happen. Too far, too far away. 
And I, I, I'm no great believer in one man leading the line anyway. Right? I like two up front, you know. I mean, I think if you've got two players up front who play close to each other, you know, um, for the knockoff, for the layoff and all the rest of it, I think it's much better. But, that, you know, that's... Um, that, that, that's that's where the manager earns his corn or, 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 or doesn't on on any given um, Saturday, and you know, and the week before it worked, you know, you found supply uh, and all the rest. Of it. You know, the, the, you still had Fletcher leading the line, um, McGrath and Fletcher scoring that day. But you, you need to think constructively over the course of season. If you're going to play somebody like Fletcher, you've got to either close the gap with your men that are supplying him. You know, much more. Quickly and 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 bluntly, you know, put, you, you you can't have the yardage between them. I think that you had on on Saturday, and and, and that's an issue that they've not got a lot of time to solve that. Um, you know, if they can solve it, obviously, and if Jim Goodman stays, and I think he's made a very big case for for staying, um, then I think he would he would undoubtedly want to um, sign that type of player for next season. That is assuming, of course. That United are going to keep a lot of these players because we're not, I, going, I, I, we're not I, going down that road. We're not, not going down that road, but I mean, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I touched on this in the column last week. I cannot see United maintaining the kind of wage budget they've got. You know, I just oh, no. can't see it. Yeah. But Sean, they're still. Yeah. I mean, you cannot say. I mean, I would change my mind every week as to the, there's the quality be, between Kilmarnock, Ross County, Dundee United, and St Johnson, which is why this five point advantage is so. Significant. All four of them. There's, there really isn't much between them at all. You can. There isn't. A, there isn't a bad one. There isn't one that's a lot better than the others either. So you cannot say with any authority United will be out of the bottom two, out of the bottom one. It just. No. You just. You just can't. But what we. I think what we can say is that, and it still. It still would give me the absolute fear if I was a United fan. They are. They are a. A Stephen Fletcher, hamstring, tweak. Mm. Or calf injury away from being the bottom team. If if Stephen Fl- if you take Stephen Fletcher out of that team, mm-hmm. they're going to finish bottom. That 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 would be my opinion. Yeah, the, I mean that's entirely Which possible. Must keep yeah. must keep supporters up at night. That <laughs> uh, yeah, probably keeps Jim Goodwin up at night as well. But there there are there are there are Stephen Fletcher few goals away from staying mm-hmm. up because he's yeah. that good. He's 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 the best player. you know the best striker. Amongst mm-hmm. all the clubs in the bottom, and the bottom and he, section, but yeah. he's also yeah. the one that the one team is most reliant on. So mm-hmm. there you go. Depends if your glass is half full or half empty, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does, and they'll be they'll be thankful that there are so few games left in that in that regard. Um, uh, yes, it's uh, they, they are very heavily reliant on him in terms of scoring goals uh, and, and creating actually both both of them um, because he's he's the one that's uh, and it's not so much in in the way that we're talking about Stevie may bringing the ball in and bringing other people into the game he doesn't he doesn't do that he tends the headers that he wins are, are tend to be flick ons and things like yeah. that so yes yeah, it's, it's crucial that that people are nearby in order to profit from that otherwise it's you're just giving the ball away. Um, so that is something they definitely need to work on. But you know, uh, Alan Temple, the esteemed Alan Temple who watches them, you know, week in week out has 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 indicated that they have been better at it. Okay, uh, I think we can we can say that at McDermott Park maybe they had an off day in that regard in terms of how they're building up the play because um, that wasn't really there. Uh, but it has been there and. Um, as you say already, 
I mean, you said it was a must-not-lose this this Ross County game. I mean, I I think if if, if United have, have serious designs on on dragging themselves out out of the problems, and obviously they do, it's a home game against Ross County who've struggled all season. I think that is a must-win. I think you go out there and and take the three points and drag yourself out of trouble. That's 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 what you do. And that that would be that would be an indication of a Dundee United under Jim Goodwin that has made proper progress, I think. So that's that's what supporters would would, would untitled to, to demand, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big big crowd. Jim, final word. Big yeah, crowd, I mean, I... <laughs> forward thinking, they've got to basically maintain the ten minutes the first ten minutes that mm-hmm. they got against St Johnson, that's that's the and yeah, Ross County aren't a, they're not a great. They've got a terrible record away from home. Mm-hmm. They got last time they were on the road, they got they got thumped by a, a Hearts team that isn't getting thumped mm-hmm. by sorry that isn't thumping anybody these days. So it's not one to no, to try and you know sort of tiptoe your way around, is it? I think there's a, there's a lot that um, United squad and Jim Goodwin as as manager can be still very positive about going in there. I mean, they'd won three on the spin going into the Saints one. I, you know, I, I think they'd have come away from the Saints game thinking we just should have been a bit sharper at the, at the long throw in for the knockdown. Um, but, you know, that happens in games. I mean, you know, players can't concentrate. They should, but, they can't, you know, even at top level, players don't concentrate absolutely for 100% of, you know, every single second of the game. It's, it's simply impossible. So you get, you're always going to get caught with something. Um, the sending off didn't help. Um, could have had players maybe a bit closer, but I thought over the piece, I thought they played some good stuff. There was all good, good tempo, good energy. They had the bar. Um, you know, early on, I thought Behitch and, and, and Niskanen kind of uh, looked as though they were going to trouble Saints. And fair play to Saints as well for the way they managed eventually too, to, to put pressure and shut down and get close to, you know, to stop United getting supply forward. So it, it, it was it was a game, I think, that, that could have went either way. Um, and I, I think, you know, there's certainly enough of a rally under under Jim Goodwin and the players to to, to to take confidence in the game against Ross County. I don't think they'll be going into it. They're hugely disappointed after what happened uh, at Saints, but it's not as though they collapsed. It's not as though they were back to their bad old ways. I thought it was a, it was a great deal to be to be um, proud of, bluntly, uh, in terms of the way they played and a, and a great deal to take into the game um, against Ross County. A great deal of confidence to be taken into that game. And he's very good. He's very. I've always been very impressed with Jim Goodwin post match. I think mm-hmm. he kind of lost his way a wee bit towards the end, where with Aberdeen when he was he was kind of saying a few bonkers things and all the rest of it. But uh, that's just what that's what those sort of uh, end of days scenarios can do to managers. But he again he summed that up very well. And he's like a like a kind of. I think he's he's exactly the type of manager you want in a. In a scenario like this, I think he'll be very calm, but you know, a proper. I think he'll he'll not tiptoe around them, will he, in the dressing room? And I don't no, know. I think I, he he makes me he would make me feel I'm in safe hands if I was a Dundee United yeah. supporter. Put it that way. So that 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 counts for much at this stage of the season. It really does, I really does. But then they've all got those types, haven't they? Kilmarnock, mm-hmm. Ross right. County Saints. You know, there's. Oh, guys that have been round the block, you know. Yeah, you could, obviously Steve McLean's new to it, mm. but again, he's, he's taking it to, as somebody selling Liam Gordon like a duck to water. And mm. yeah, it's there's not a there's not a manager in there that you think, with the greatest respect to uh, to the career that Mark McGee had, 
he was kind of yeah. tripping himself up towards the end last season, wasn't he? But there, that's for that's for another podcast. <laughs> Maybe he'll be coming back. There we go. Oh. Okay, <laughs> on that note, listen, thanks again, guys. Good stuff. And thank you very much for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local Matters.